Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. They are warriors trained to survive, trained to kill. While some don their armor and defend the flock, others lurk in the shadows, plotting their next attack. They will dishonor their oath. They will rape and murder. Were these monsters born this way, or are they a product of their surroundings? This is Dishonorable Mention. Fallen! Alright, alright, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. Welcome back to another episode of Dishonorable Mentions. How you doing today, Crystal? Oh my gosh, this is like the worst. You it's, say that every time. Well, this is a simple worst because this guy could be any one of us. Before you get started, uh huh, we had a great response last week. Did we? With my intro. <laughs> People said you should do this every time. Really? Like a, a very motivating quote or something that means a lot. So I found one. It's very okay. profound. So I'd like to start off our show before we get into it. Okay. With another deep meaningful quote this one goes a little something like this somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed she was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an l on her forehead okay catch your breath that is uh, yes i'm speechless I don't. And speaking of L on your forehead, mm -hmm. this loser we're about to talk about. Yeah, he is a loser. So we're talking about Robert Lee Yates. There's the L right there. Oh, middle, there you go. His middle initial. His mama knew. So why um, why are you saying he could be one of us? Um, Because this is a guy who completely... Um, blended in blended in. in he was that a lot of times our dishonorable mentions is someone was in the military for a couple years and then later 
you know, they started killing. Right. They did or, three years, four yeah. years, and then they got out. Or they were in the military for a couple years and they killed someone during the military. They get caught, blah, blah, blah. This guy served 21 years. He retired. Um, between between the Army and the National, the yeah. Air National Guard, I believe. So, right? Yeah, so he had like, I think, 18, 19 years in the Army. And that was when Clinton was getting everyone oh, out. That's right. And so they gave, he got to retire. So he had a retirement. Then he went in the National Guard for three years. And I believe he was in the National Guard. When he got caught. When he got caught. So this is, when you say, how many times have you been at drill or just in the Army, I guess, but. At drill, and you're like, that guy could be a serial killer. <clears throat> I mean, you know, um, there's just those people that you're like, yeah, this motherfucker's a serial killer. I was like, I bet he has a stack of bodies. And this guy. He looks like your average officer. Just boring as fuck. And he was a helicopter pilot for the National Guard. So he's probably walking around in his flight suit with bodies stacked up. Yeah. And he killed a lot. <laughs> he was one of those that killed. He started in um, right after his first baby was born. He, he just couldn't take it. <laughs> he killed from before I was born. Yes. Till after I graduated high school. Yes. That's where that's where his 75 to 98 was his uh, his killing spree. Yeah. And his and then children he got caught in 2000, I believe. Yeah. Convicted in 2002, something like that. Yeah. And that just means that. Like, he didn't really stop. He just hadn't, I mean, he he went to 98, but he was going to kill again, definitely. Because yeah, in the end, I think he killed 14. I think 11, supposedly, in Spokane, mm-hmm. two in some other little county close by, and then one other nearby, too. But all together, from what I'm reading, it was 14 people. 11 women in Spokane. Yates also confessed to two murders committed in Walla Walla in 75 and then 80 in 88 uh, murder committed in Skagit County. So Yeah, so he had uh, his initial killing was right after his first child was born. They went in to have five more kids. So the same time he was raising a family of five and having babies and celebrations, he was out killing. It took him a while to get really up and running so he had like in 1975 and then the next one was 89 maybe the kids may uh caused them yeah to kill <laughs> so also let me uh-huh. uh, just say this so this is in washington yeah there's a lot so this area is known as like the serial killer capital of the world oh my gosh. ted bundy killed up in in this area northern california mm-hmm. oregon washington area the green river killer who we've oh, actually talked yeah. about before remember so apparently in this area of washington i mean mm-hmm. this is and an oregon this whole area is considered pretty liberal yeah especially now i don't know yeah. how back then it was i know there's a lot of country areas i have friends that that grew up in in, in oregon and around this that there are a lot of conservative folks in some of these areas mm-hmm. these wooded areas things like that a lot of farm country, uh, a lot of loggers, things like mm-hmm. that, you know, blue collar folks. And um, but apparently by 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 the freaking shore and by, you know, there's certain streets and certain areas where uh, sex workers, prostitutes yeah. run rampant mm-hmm. in these areas. And so that I guess that attracts these serial killers, a lot of runaways in these areas. So it's 
it's kind of weird. Um, like, you know, so I guess the laws create, uh, uh, allow the sort of, I mean, if they're, if you're, if you're not cleaning up the streets and you're letting, yeah. it's just, I mean, they're, when you read about it, you talk about how like nothing scared these, these women of the night away, I guess. It I continued well, for I years think, and years. Yeah, I think that you're on like from it. the seventies, eighties, nineties. I don't know how it is now. I don't. I don't know if it's been cleaned up or not. But I mean, it was for about thirty year span. That's when all these people yeah. committed all these murders, and and nobody was 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 batting an eye. I mean, here in Phoenix, you had. Um, well, you've had several different types of. You remember the the baseline killer, yeah. the shooters shooting from a car. There was the one kid that was going around, you know, uh, just shooting random people. Mm-hmm. People stopped walking in the street at night. Yeah, Ren- regular people. Yeah, we're not talking about just sex workers. I mean, you, you and it only happened a handful of, not even a handful of times. And over here, it's like you've got the most prolific serial killers, and it doesn't stop. Like the, yeah. the sex work doesn't stop. So I don't know what's going on up there that's attracting these women to go work uh, and all these serial killers. Well, I know what's attracting the serial killers. Yeah, because you know? they're they're not no one's reporting their deaths. They're not missing. So and we've seen this time and time again with um, serial killers that um, yeah, they, they always just, go for like the the, the I don't want to call it the bottom of the barrel because a lot of these girls were it was just um, they were in unfortunate course, situations yeah. and yeah but they no made one, some bad choices. They, no one was watching them. No one was missing them. Yeah. No one. They didn't have anyone to report to. Yeah. So when they disappeared, they just disappeared. To society, no one made. They were they, to they society. Were they were throwaways. They were bottom of the barrel to society, mm-hmm. and that's what these guys preyed upon because mm-hmm. it was easy and made sense they got away with it nobody was looking for them like mm-hmm. you said and so and the I ones guess, that get away with it for decades and decades like this guy and some of the other ones we talked about they go after those sex workers you start going after people who have ties to the community family that's when you if you just drive by shoot someone in arizona and they're they have family on the news yeah right, you know. right away you know, it's uh, a problem talking about it, discussing it, you know, mm-hmm. witnesses everywhere. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, it's just it's just weird that like so much death and murder went on between 30, 40 year period in yeah. this in this area and nothing changed. Yeah. You know, you would think that like like uh, these prostitutes would be like, let's move. <laughs> let's move our base. Let's, let's move a little mm-hmm. bit further south. I don't know. I'm just saying like it's in the Green River. Same thing. Like we discussed it. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that that we're going to talk about are very similar. Like yeah. he, was, uh, he came up in a very religious family. Oh, my gosh. Same thing with the Green River Killer. Remember that. And, and he had a family. The Green River Killer mm-hmm. had a family, was in the military. The family was like, we didn't suspect him. You know, he yeah. was divorced, but his kid was like, he was a great father. Yeah. He showed up to all our games. And with this one here, they, he don't, go, li- yeah. they don't go too much in, in, in into it. But you got to assume like he was just a regular dad. I mean. Yeah. Well, was, they said he was very strict and that he was very moody. And that's that he your would mili- go. That's your, that's your, your military. That's, your typical that's why I'm saying it could be any of yeah. us. It could be. So, he fit so many um, of like what you see just in the guard, in the military. It's that's like, why it didn't seem weird. It didn't. He, he really flew. And then I also want to know because he had a he had a very specific like kill process he picked up the sex workers he had sex with them um they did drugs 
And then he shot them all with the same gun. And he was very specific. He shot them right in the heart. Um, But it's interesting because he had a battle rhythm. (laughs) And um, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But it was very, oh, I was going to say, if he was doing this so many times, his what really felt him was his pee test. How did he not get um, detected with all these drugs? Because he was was a pilot. (laughs) He was a pilot. And here's where I put my tinfoil hat on. Thank you. (laughs) He was a pilot. Um, A lot of these, and these are just stories I've heard, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Especially back in the day. um, Like truck drivers. Truck truck drivers in a little pick-me-up. You know what I mean? Yep. They do these, um, I don't know, because I'm not a drug guy. I don't know what uppers you would take. I don't even know the, I think the meth. names of them. I think truckers I guess are meth. known to take meth. Any any kind of uppers, right, that's going to help yeah. you stay, stay up and stay awake and stay alert, whatever. I know that's the thing to do. And so I heard mm-hmm. that pilots kind of did the same thing. And they kind of, the, 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 the command would look the other way because you're Ooh. like, these guys are flying expensive aircraft and we need them alert. Right? So it's almost like a, a legal form mm-hmm. of... of, of of drug taking, right? Or, and some of these guys yeah. were even prescribed these things. So it's like, yeah. if it came up hot, like, I don't know what kind of drugs he was doing, but if it came out, if, if it pissed hot, maybe they're like, ah, well, it's just, you know, it's it's the shit we're giving him to, to stay alert, stay awake, you know? Yeah. I've heard the the stories. I've, I've heard people talk about back in the day, pilots oh, yeah. were allowed to take, in the name of, of, of uh, what do you call it, of, of performance. In the name of performance, in the name of keeping the freaking airplane in the air, and not, not, not in the ground. Well, I would be curious to hear from anyone, like, you don't have to give names, but anyone that worked with pilots, like, is that a wives tale? Is that, is that really true? Like, oh, yeah, they're always doing I think that. It's, I think it's true. I think it's true. I think the, the, the government itself in the early years, I know that in, in so let's just talk World War II. I know we're going even further back, right? Mm-hmm. But um, Russia was doing that to their soldiers. Germany mm-hmm. was doing yeah. that to their soldiers. I mean, they were essentially, it was meth they were giving them. Yeah. And uh, to keep them alert and keep them awake and things like that. And you don't think that our country is going to try to, you know, fight fire with yeah. fire. Uh, I'm not saying that they were doing the same stuff the Germans were, but in some way, shape or form, they were prescribing things or they were giving us, or even the shots that they gave us, mm-hmm. you know, had stuff in it that, who knows? Hmm, that okay. we didn't know exactly about. So you about, do right? have your tinfoil hat on strong today. I do. <laughs> I mean, the whole theory about, you know, Captain America being the super soldier oh, didn't come yeah. out of nowhere. There were experiments being done and okay. creating better, stronger. So, I mean, I think the military should just give you steroids. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I think that, uh, why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? TRT, all that stuff. I think the military, I mean, let's, let's fucking, if guys think that it is absolutely necessary to be on TRT or steroids to compete in bodybuilding, to compete in CrossFit, God damn it, fucking Lance Armstrong took steroids to fucking win the, the Tour de France. Yeah. Why the fuck? That's more important than surviving a war or winning a war? <laughs> If they feel it is absolutely important to take these these uh, drugs, these stimulants, to win a fucking game, don't you think we should think it's serious enough, war serious mm-hmm. enough to freaking take these things? 
Yeah. I'm just saying, if out of all the shit, because and here's the thing, people are gonna complain right now. They're like, oh, I don't want the military just shooting you up with whatever and telling you what to do. I'm like, they already do, asshole. Yeah. They already do. They they shoot you up with all kinds of stuff, and you don't care. You just say, ah, whatever. Okay. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think you know. They tell you, but who cares? Yeah. Might as well then fucking make me better. Yeah. Shoot me up with shit. Shoot me up with stem cells. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, get, make me a super soldier. Just yeah. saying. You're going to complain about me fucking not, not running as fast as I used to because my knees are getting bad. Then give me some <laughs> shit. It. Give me some shit, man. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you there's many of people like me that are like, shoot me up, oh man. Oh, my gosh. Make yeah. me a super soldier. So anyways, so my point is, I don't know. You, like you say, how did he get away with, with the, uh, the drug abuse and not get peed? Either he didn't get or they just didn't test them because they're yeah. pilots. And they're like, look, we're going to let yeah. these guys be these guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've yet to see an officer take a pee test. I used to see it all the time oh. when I was when I was at headquarters. Oh my gosh! Uh, I but never. I'll, see I'll tell it. you this: the the Arizona adjutant general uh-huh. was assigned to headquarters, the unit that I was in the last year of my of my or the last few years of my of my military career. Mm-hmm. And so whenever, and I was actually one of the the, the P watchers, as you mm. call it, because I was an NCO. And so they, you know, we'd call out the list, and every once in a while they would switch us out, you know. But every once in a while the general would be called out because oh, yeah. he's he's in that in in that yeah. you know he's at headquarters he's assigned. he's assigned to headquarters so that's where but he was never there yeah he, it's not like he's going to be at formation right we had we had a commander for headquarters we had a first sergeant even though mm-hmm. the general was in this unit he wasn't the guy in command of that unit he yeah. just is he just had to be for record's sake right yeah he never showed up for these his name was called out all the time but they're like oh that gets done in private i'm like sure yeah. Sure it does. Of course it does. Yes, of course it does. <laughs> but but uh, same thing with the PT test, right? Like he was there. Uh, his name was 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 on the schedule. Mm-hmm. But and it, we didn't have like a fat overweight general anyway. No. You know, I'm talking about two generals ago, um, and even the one now. So it's not like they look horrible. It doesn't look like they're out of shape. No. So they're fine. I'm sure they're doing their PT. I'm sure they're pa- especially when you have all the time in the world to to train. Like yeah. that's all you do. Show up to meetings, train, show up to meetings, train, mm-hmm. and you get buku money. Of course, yeah. you're going to be fine, right? So I'm not, I'm not, there's no conspiracy there that they're just, but I, what I'm saying is they might let them slide yeah. a little bit. So yeah, I can, I can see how pilots, especially in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, nineties, I mean, he was in Kosovo and Somalia and things like that. So, you know, um, he was yeah. doing some, I don't know, I guess pretty cool missions, mm-hmm. probably letting him slide. In the True. meantime, he's like, look, every time I got back from a mission, I go rape myself a little girl and kill her. You know? <laughs> yes. Well, I guess, I guess he didn't rape them, technically. Yeah. Because they were sex workers. He, well, they got... maybe he did because he, pro- he never paid them. So does that mean it's rape? Well, the contract, I mean, if they were, they broke if the they contract? agreed to this and then yes. he broke the contract. Sex in exchange for money. money. And they never paid them. Because he killed them. Does that equate? To, so, so can a prostitute? That that begs the question now. Uh, the, can a prostitute claim rape if they don't get paid by the John? I say yes. And then, wh- and, then and, and then when they get asked, wrong. "What were you doing there?" So you you're not a prostitute until you get paid. Yeah. So you can't get in trouble for turning this guy in and then saying he didn't pay me. Does that now become an issue with the uh, the Better Business Bureau? Um, no, because it's not licensed. If you don't, if you don't pay, if you don't pay, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I say. This is why I think they should legalize prostitution. 
Yeah, but the I I agree with you on the thing, but you would have to have a lot more control because, and you know, I'll get on a soapbox. None of these girls. Yeah, it's not know, like on TV. It's not. No one's doing this to get through college. They're doing it. To, I'm sure there are some. I'm there sure are there are very some. especially few, now with how, how do you know the numbers? I'd like to know the real. I know. Okay. Well, for example, I know high, the numbers of like for people example, getting kidnapped. This week, a high end um, escort was found in a barrel. So, um, and of the guy who hired her. Because she didn't have her business license. <laughs> if she had a business well, license. Well, she was high, but but they, the escorts are, I think they are do have official license because they're not supposed to be doing anything. They're just like, like going to dinner or whatever. And I know that not all of them are bad. I'm not That's saying the, that. That's um, the, that you're thinking of like the, um, what do you call it? Uh, pretty woman type escorts yeah but that, that's, I, that's said, not yeah that's, that's not that's not high end that's not the reality uh, yeah right you're right yeah. i don't think that's the 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 reality right but let's say i think the reality go, go to go to vegas right mm-hmm. uh, i think a study should be done there because that is where it is legalized yeah i bet you most of those women like i said i don't know either yeah i don't know either i, I do know what you mean i do know the numbers are high especially here in arizona for women that are kidnapped or forced into labor mm-hmm. into sex labor things like that i'm not disregarding that right yeah. but i bet you the numbers of women who choose to do this is probably and and what i'm saying not not legally but that on, on their own free will it's pretty high i bet especially i mean there's look at this pandemic proved only fans Mm-hmm. Think about it. Went through the freaking roof. Yeah. Through the pandemic, because all, all these uh, out of work uh, uh, females, and I'm, I guess males too, right? It's not yeah. as, as prevalent, but um, they went straight to OnlyFans. Yeah. Right. And so I think that proves that that it is, it can be, I guess, yeah. a legitimate business. Yeah, but I think also OnlyFans, they're choosing who they're um, having. Yeah, and I know it's different. You're it. not. It's, it's not, not a physical the, thing. I'm it's, saying it's down on the street, like no, that I would say very few people is like, oh, I need to make tuition. I'm gonna go suck a dirty fat man's dick. <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. You need to make it legal so that the, there's laws to it, right? And then you have an actual location, like in Vegas or yeah, yeah Nevada. I should say mm-hmm. Nevada, right? Nevada has that. Um, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I think like marijuana and like other drugs that are victimless crimes. I know the difference in this case is there's, there are victims, mm-hmm. right? There are victims because they're forced into this, right? But marijuana, making marijuana legal and then decriminalizing some of these other drugs in some states has made it more difficult for the cartels to operate, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think of it the same way, it might make it more difficult for the cartels. And, and, and it's a lot of, from what you hear, is a lot of Russians mm-hmm. um, are in this prostitute game for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I, w- I would say, I would think that it would make it more difficult for them to operate like this, right? And you would hope that that would lower the kidnaps because you're like, then these women, these young women are not as, a, as, as much of a commodity now mm-hmm. as they used to be because it's 
it's legal now, you know, but yeah, I but could be, I, I don't know yeah. anything on this topic. I really don't. Yeah. And that could make things worse. It could, there could be a whole underground thing of like where no matter how much you legalize this, mm -hmm. there's always going to be these six fucks that, oh, yeah. that want more. Because if you legalized it, you wouldn't be able to commit violence and, well, you and, should under, never, and it right, wouldn't be underage and, and, that's, and but that's, all of that's that. A, when I, I would feel like even if it's not legal, a woman that, that, that decides to become a prostitute to make money, I would think that she n would never expect to be, to get violent, right? Yeah. You but, would hope that whether it's legal or illegal, yeah. you would hope that they're not. So that's always, I guess, part of the, mm -hmm. that's always going to be a problem, mm -hmm. I guess. So yeah, I mean, I, I understand. I understand um, mm -hmm. where you're coming from. I, and like I said, I'm a fucking idiot <laughs> when it comes to this stuff, right? I, but, but, you know, you talk about being conservative in some areas. This is where I get totally liberal. Mm -hmm. I get totally liberal when it comes to drugs and, and, and people deciding what to do with their own bodies. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's where I get super liberal. So I'm like saying let because when I say that women like when I say prostitution, we're thinking just women, but it's not just women. Right. And there's men. men yeah. There's men prostitutes, too. And, and they also kind of go through the same thing. Probably not as much as women. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the numbers, but I guarantee you this is more prevalent in, in with females, right? Being kidnapped and forced into sex camps and labor and all this other stuff, more so than men. But I can see men might also be susceptible to this, right? Especially oh, if you're drug addicts, you're, things like that. Or you're young and you have nothing. And you could you could almost consider Tiger King, the kid, yeah. one of his boyfriends. Yeah. That killed the one that that Would committed suicide. Mm -hmm. um, you could almost consider him. I wouldn't say he was a sex slave, but I will almost consider, he, okay. like you said, he was a young kid yeah. who the guy was like, hey, you want you like shooting guns? All the guns you can shoot right here. Yeah. You like drugs? All the drugs you, like you can, eat. you can, you can, yeah, you, you like eating? You like food? You like survive? <laughs> you want a, a shelter, a roof over your head? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is, is, is suck my tiger dick. Yep. And, and, this, and, and this poor kid, and you could kind of see it in him, right? You could kind of see it in him that he wasn't, um, yeah. I mean... I, I, who's to say yeah what, but he didn't you know, seem it, like he or that he particularly loved it and they that we just saw a show where they had said the yeah that scenes. he was really mistreated like they would that the tiger king would take things from him oh and hide it and punish and him. him yeah and punish yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean that's how it gets you know yeah it was both all legal, men and women yeah but it happens to, it gets to crazy both pants. so i don't know my my crazy idea i i just guess i i figure like if it works in in nevada but i don't know i don't know yeah. if, if it really does work i don't know i i guess i just i i feel like you would just do it like like a bunny ranch where it's strength in numbers right it wouldn't yeah. be individuals anymore you couldn't commit these horrible crimes if you're in a place like the bunny ranch where there's 20 women mm -hmm. there's an actual madam there's an actual owner whether it's a male or female doesn't matter right strength in numbers there's cameras there's things like that mm -hmm. it's legal i mean I, I that's how i see it and i that's probably a fantasy world <laughs> that i'm thinking well, of because i want to give an example of the uh Carnival, you know those carnivals that go in the stores. Mm -hmm. One is based out of Gilbert. He just got arrested because what he would do is like people would come from other countries um, here to work, and then he would take their passports, and then they were stuck working at these for carnivals free for going, at these carnivals going all over the because country. they they didn't know the language, they didn't know where to go, they were in new towns all the time, and they didn't have any ID. And so they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't go anywhere. And so that's what I mean. All you would do is have a brothel and then 
okay, if the police come around, just smile and wave because I have your passport and they're not going to, you but know. If you, but if you, if you run a business, mm-hmm. a regular business, Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing, I guess. I mean, they do. You know? but, I mean, every T-shirt, that's what they say about there's T-shirt sh- labor shops. It's not just sex. It's like everything. Like, think, but, not, but not here in the U.S. That would never happen here. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So it happens all the time here. Yeah. And it's like, it's disgusting. It, it, that's why it's just like... um. I want to do something. I want to help. If that cured it, I would be all for it because I don't care if someone wants to sleep for someone with. Yeah, it's not. It's not about. It's not about. It's not about curing it, right? It's about just. It's because for me, I don't see it as a. I don't see it as a problem for somebody that wants to do it. Yeah. Somebody that actually thinks that would enjoy it, just like like stripping, right? Like you would think, like who would want to show their their naked body to strange men? I get it. There's a difference between physically being touched and Mm -hmm. and having sexual relations than than strippers, you know, and, but I don't have a problem with, Mm -hmm. with, uh, trust me, I don't have a problem with strippers. (laughs) Yeah. But I also don't think that strippers love doing that. Um, There's a reason why, like, I visited my friend when she was a stripper and they had to take literally, there was no counters. They had to take the back of the toilets off because they were trying to, like, keep from any surface that they could um, snort lines. Like, it was like drugs are so prevalent. Now, my friend did it, and she did it because she was a single mom. It was her only way to support herself to make money because she had she was she had zero income um and she couldn't live off of minimum wage and raise a child so and she had no assistance not really any family so she could work fewer hours but she would work during the day right um so it make the same amount of money in less hours than you yeah so it's so we're getting into like weird territory because you're you're right i i believe everything you're saying I, i i do know that not not all strippers and i can imagine as well that not everybody wants to do that job yeah. i mean think about it we're in jobs that we don't necessarily want yeah. to do either and i'm not stripping yeah i'm not sucking anybody's uh dick or you yeah. know even even if it was i i love women and i i'm not in the mood to every i can't imagine yeah. me being being uh and uh, <laughs> you know here's a perfect opportunity for you insert your your whore jokes about me I'm not but going even to go. even i who who I feel like I would. This would be an amazing job to to be <laughs> to with all these to have women ever staring at you in my head. I'm like, no, it wouldn't be because I'm not in the mood every day. Yeah, and so like I'm not, but I'm not in the mood to go to work every day. But I kind of have to go. Yeah, so, if, so if that was my income. So I understand. Like, yeah, I don't, I really don't want to suck this girl's vagina today, <laughs> but she paid me three hundred dollars, and now I gotta eat it up. But I can I so hey, I, I got three hundred dollars for you. I I, under, I understand. Listen, I'll take a cheeseburger <laughs> at this point. Give me a cheeseburger. Uh, listen, my point is I get it. I get it. But then then you gotta think about it. How has it become such a lucrative business? Then if there's so many, especially with 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 because uh, I I know stripping is kind of the same thing though, right? Women are also forced into stripping. 
they're you know, forcing, there, there are there yeah. are also for not not just sex, but also stripping and anything anything in, in, involving that lifestyle, drugs and, and sex and, and mm-hmm. stripping and all that stuff. I get it. It's it's a it's a dark dark world, right? And you've yeah. always said this that that evil lurks in the dark, mm-hmm. right? Nothing good happens Monsters in the dark. Monsters live in the dark. Monst- there you go. That's your famous quote. Now, why then? Let's take it out of the dark. True, that's, and that's what the stripping now, is out ha- of the dark. Do I have? Yeah, and I think it is. Yeah, it is more now. Yeah, it is more now than than it probably used to be. Right, yeah. 20, 30 years ago, and and I, I'm and I and I think stripping. There are places that get it right. They're very protective of the girls. You can't touch. But really, if you're going to make that good money, um, you know, they always talk about the champagne room. It's like. There's just that. Like, the champagne going. room. There's only more money because you have to pay for the champagne. What are you talking about? I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Um, nothing happens in the champagne room. What was it? What it was a famous. Um, was it a movie or a song that said, "No sex in the, the champagne, champagne room." room. He was a song. Anyways, uh, but we got away from the the topic. The killer, because he is so, um, so normal. Like, except for he was moody and he was a strict disciplinarian, but his girls, he had four girls, one boy. Um, it, it's really interesting to me that that he was going off and, like, killing these girls. The wife says, I thought he was cheating on me, so, like, I stayed for the kids, but because I would see, like, oh, these hotels or or he would burn um burn um like statements i think it's really interesting that like his his bank statement his bank statement yeah. so she couldn't see it so she thought he was um oh also at one time well you got to think mm-hmm. these are the women that these are the prostitutes the women mm-hmm. that he murdered oh yeah it doesn't mean that he wasn't going out every weekend and getting a product so I guarantee you, throughout those years, those weren't the only women's he paid for. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, those are just. For, I, and I'm curious as to to know why those women were killed. Was it that he felt he was he was doing his thing, you know, on the weekends, mm-hmm. whenever, getting a prostitute, doing his thing, and then all of a sudden it, the guilt built up, and after like 10, 20 different girls, he's like, I, I can't do this anymore, and then he would murder one. Yeah. And then he would go years and years and he'd go like maybe every other month, maybe maybe once a year, who knows, maybe maybe he got control of it and then maybe he'd get a little loose, he'd start spending money on these girls and all of a sudden the guilt came back and then and then he killed again. Yeah. So, but I guarantee you, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really talk about his his like sexual cravings or anything. Obviously, you know, he paid for prostitutes. We know mm-hmm. that. But I can almost guarantee you that those weren't the only girls he ever had sex with. Yeah, he oh, had, He probably had sex with many more that he just didn't yeah. kill. Those are just the ones he killed. So yeah. when you say his wife probably thought he was cheating on him, he was like, yeah, but this only happened every few years. You're like, no, but I guarantee you, like, all the time, all the time he was out and doing yeah. stuff and spending money. And so who knows? And if he was controlling in the house, then it was like, you know, she probably didn't have an opportunity to ask. Yeah. Um, One thing she found was that he had drilled, I guess they had people staying in their attic, you know, living there. And it was a couple. And oh, he just drew... these, these three girls are just here for, for a little bit. <laughs> no, no. They were, you know, legitimate. And he drilled a hole to watch them. 
And she for found, security reasons. Yeah. Oh, sure. And she found it. And then that was like the first time she realized, OK, there's something wrong. Another interesting thing is he hid one of the um, dead girls outside his bedroom window while his wife was sleeping. Um, and he did that because he wanted to see her every day. So he had some kind of attachment to this chick. Mm. I don't know if they spent lots of time together. I mean, he's obviously. Yeah. And also, great. was this the first time he'd seen these individuals? Yeah. Like, had he been did seeing he them for a while? And then, a it, and, and then something came up where he's like, you know, I got to murder them. They're going to raise prices. Or he's upset that he's still having to pay them. Maybe. Or maybe that, yeah. Or maybe they, they were a regular. Maybe, they, and maybe like, he did something. Yeah, like he went. And they were like, I'm kind of done with you. And he's like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. Well, you're done with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Girls. It's it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. But it's just really interesting that he was in the military the whole time he was killing. He was a family man. And in fact, when he asked, they asked for a DNA sample. He said, that's a ridiculous thing to ask a family man. So he and an officer of the United yeah, States Air oh, Force. I'm I'm Emmons. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping names today. <laughs> In but, that case, I'm Hamlin. Yes, I'm Hamlin. <laughs> Let's I'm, drop all the names. Oh, I know. But all these people could be all those people who mentioned oh they, they, they're and 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 i'm not saying they're serial killers but they have all these tendencies that this guy had without without the killing control yet, that, that we know of, yes that we know of as mm-hmm. far as what we know from these people mm-hmm. that we've mentioned they're all and there's thousands like them yeah that doesn't mean they're killers but they had all these control issues the same things that this guy had yeah the family thing the whole like you know kind of lying yeah thing. just not horrible. lying but just not being yourself i feel like a lot of it is just trying to play a front for whatever it is yeah you know you either didn't do enough cool shit in the army and so you have to pretend that yeah. you're a badass like you don't have to be a badass like you just you you served be proud yeah. of what you served and a lot of these guys they don't and, and this yeah. guy kind of almost seems that, except for this guy seemed like he was in some pretty crazy shit i mean if he was in somalia i don't know if he was there during black hawk down but he was there in the 90s and he was a pilot yeah so i can't imagine you know what he did or saw or whatever but it doesn't matter right those are all oh, just yeah. excuses because he was murdering be- before he was even in the military exactly. so he was exactly. already he was already built this way um so um i was and actually even oh, go no go ahead i was gonna say even his grandmother his oh, grandmother killed. Were you funny. gonna say that? I was. I was gonna bring that up later, but I'm glad oh. you brought it up. So yeah, tell him. I mean, in, so his, in the 40s, I think. Yeah, his grandmother killed, killed his grandfather. grandfather with an axe. Insane. I know. So um, there's some bloodline issues there. Yeah. Seriously, I want to know more about that grandma. I know. And then with an axe, and then he went so far as to use a gun straight in the heart. Like so, it didn't seem that he was trying to. Um, torture mutilate these girls. them or anything. Yeah, because he, he didn't, didn't mutilate them. No, it, that's why I was like, it's it's very. It was almost like sex, drug, sex, shoot. Right, and and it was consistent. I mean, you never see these guys be consistent. You never yeah. see like maybe there's strangulation, but he had his there's something. Straight, at, yeah, yeah <laughs> there's something else that's different. This guy was. so so. Well, he was probably a pilot, so he was used to processes. Oh, yeah. Turn on this button. Green light, red, red light. light. Blah, blah, switch blah. on, switch off. Pedal Higher this, down. pedal that. Drugs, sex, sex shoot. shoot. Higher. Berry. Yeah, very. <laughs> um, oh, these so, poor girls. God bless their um, souls. But I was going to say something about this whole... 
uh, serial killer like this. Mm-hmm. We because I, I just said I, or I mentioned that I I wish I I could know more about his like in between the killings. Like well, how was he with these other girls? Why did he choose to kill these girls? Right? Mm-hmm. What kind of made him uh, start this? And like you said, I think there's something there with the grandma. I think yeah. there's something there. There's also something there with the whole religion thing. You know, yeah. it's always like we, we talk about something with the family, the mother, the absent father, or even having a super religious family. Yes. Growing up in a very religious family, and then your thoughts are always, I like women. I, I like sex. These things, like, and, and the religion uh, doesn't allow you. Yeah. There's, there's something the there, guilt. right? The guilt. That's why you got to, if we take anything from this serial killer stuff, we have got to stop making kids feel guilty about, about their emotions yeah. and their emotions and and thoughts and be like, Well, yes. do you think that there's a correlation between that and like European countries? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know all the numbers, right? But I know that European countries um, don't necessarily compare to the amount of serial killers in the United States. That might also be because we, well, and, and now I think we've shared enough information like the FBI with other countries and other, mm-hmm. other criminals, but um, we just don't have, uh, or they don't have the same number of, of serial killers because they're not as shy with se- when it comes to sexuality. For example, in other countries, they'll show nudity on regular TV, mm-hmm. whereas they'll hide violence. Whereas here in the United States, we're okay with all the violence in the world. We'll mm-hmm. show, you know, Freddy Krueger and slasher movies, yeah. Friday the 13th, and we all, we love, we're obsessed with them, right? Why do you think like murder mystery, we're so obsessed with murder yeah. mystery right Let's now, right? <laughs> and, um, and but then sexuality is because we were like this Puritan yeah. you know, country that we started off that way, that it's taken this long for us to be accepting of, of sexuality. Well, I think there is a couple different things. One, we we are a very big country. And so other countries. But I'm talking coming, about just in Europe altogether. Uh, right? Yeah, All but they're, ones. I feel I know like Russia they're a little a bit more on top of each other where like um, it's rare like when we were watching the documentary about that one um, guy, Dennis in the UK. Nielsen. Yeah. So that's interesting you say that because I was I was going to tie it into <clears throat> okay. this right where we just saw a documentary on Dennis Nielsen. It's a brand new one on Netflix mm-hmm. that talks about a guy that we actually already talked about, right? Yeah. And by the way, can I just mention something really quick? There's a lot of things coming up, documentaries, brand new ones, uh, including other podcasts and other uh-huh. other people talking about these veteran serial killers yes. things that in the last two years we've already talked about and covered and i'm not saying we did a great job you know mm-hmm. i look i don't don't uh not watch these documentaries or don't not listen to these other podcasts because they're probably better than ours <laughs> <laughs> they probably got more yes. but i'm just saying our interest was there many years ago that, already, that it's you know? the and veteran, we've, we've already talked about it yeah, yeah it's the veterans serial killer thing that is All of a interesting. Sudden is, is that weird that is, now is everyone wants to talk about this it. This Dennis so. Nielsen guy was the British baker. He, he or not? Ba- I'm sorry, not baker. He was um, cook. A, a cook, right? But they had they called it something they else. Had the the a royal. Fancy it name. was the royal uh, military. It was their uh, not not uh, it was the uh, catering corps. They called it. The, <laughs> yes. He was part of the catering corps, so he wasn't just a cook, right? But uh, but he was just a cook. Yeah. But anyways, so that guy, right? He's the guy that. And when we were watching this, by the way, we're becoming desensitized all, to all this oh, because yeah. of these shows. 
that we watch and the shows that we record mm-hmm. and all the things we talk about that when they were talking about the the fact that they found these these human bodies these remains that were all cut up and, and flushed down the toilet and they found them in the sewage they were stuck in the pipes and everything else we were watching it and we we both fell asleep to this yesterday <laughs> like n- none of us were like like surprised because like yeah we read that already we yeah. know this guy was was a crazy butcher and um you know he actually you know, treated his his humans, his his victims, like he did the you know the 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 meat he cut up when he was in the military. Yeah, right? that's like where he got like... his his cutting skills from. <laughs> and, and and we were like, look in the garden. He's been burning him in the garden. Yeah, he's been burning him there. So it's like we knew all the the answers to all this. So, but it was still interesting. And sorry to interrupt the show, but I have an update. So between the time we recorded and today. Uh, I had somebody reach back out to me that I had sent uh, some questions to, and uh, the answers I got from them are uh, obviously important enough and, and interesting enough for me to interrupt the show with it. So let me get to uh, sharing the things that this gentleman told me. So he had mentioned before, and this is how I found him, that he knew Robert Yates. He had flown with him, and his ex-wife uh, was under Yates' command. Uh, so I was like, this is interesting. I better ask some follow-up questions. So um, he replied with, the guy was a tool, very argumentative, talked down to others, and just off. Man had no idea how off he was. I flew a test flight with him once, and we had a chief warrant officer, too, as pilot in charge, PIC, and he hated it. Argued like they were married. F.E. and I had to unplug from the comms because uh, it was so odd. And then I asked them about the, the drug use in, in the Air Force, especially uh, amphetamines uh, being given to pilots. Um, and he, he claimed that he never saw that. He never witnessed it. Uh, let me also point out that uh, he was in this unit with, with Yates in 85-86. That's, that's the time he spent with him. Uh, he also admitted that he goes, I would not doubt that Yates uh, was on drugs. Uh, that would explain some of his erratic behavior. Um, so... Um, while he doesn't doubt that Yates might have been on drugs, uh, he also goes on to claims that it is difficult to, you know, uh, get away uh, without pissing hot if you're on drugs because some of these units, they were even tested three times a month, uh, depending, I guess, on, on what the missions were. So I looked up and one of the articles that came up too, and I'm not going to talk about what the actual events that happened, but it it was between two, two pilots, two active duty pilots, and... Um, there was some kind of accident. Obviously, there was an investigation. This happened in Afghanistan. Uh, come to find out that uh, these pilots were being fed amphetamines or prescribed amphetamines. Uh, and uh, amphetamines, uh, obviously, you guys know it's a prescription drugs. Uh, they're also known as uppers or speed, right? You guys know that. And so there was a big investigation that also revealed that they had started to give these pilots, these amphetamines, again, at the beginning of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, because back in 92, uh, they had been quietly uh, taken off the books or banned from giving to pilots uh, after General Merrill McPeak said, in my opinion, if you think you have to take a pill to face something that's tough, you're in the wrong business. So this guy said, out with the uppers. Uh, and, uh, obviously, uh, after getting into war in Iraq and Afghanistan, we realized that, uh, we needed these again. And so, um, they were introduced again, according to this article. And according to these two gentlemen 
that were, you know, uh, got in this sort of trouble. So if you guys want to read more about this, I'll tell you the story is called U.S. Combat Pilots on Speed. And this was ABC News. And this was posted January 6, 2006. Um, but if you just Google pilots on amphetamines, you're going to find all kinds of stuff, right? So like we said, everyone's experience is different. Anyways, um, back to your show. Uh, but going back to 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 this guy, he was um really just I couldn't get over how normal. That's why I said it could be anyone listening to this. When I say normal, Sam's like- could be a killer, but Doy could be a killer. You could be a killer. Chances are I am not a killer. Mm-hmm. The chances are not there. You're a spirit killer. <laughs> You killed my spirit about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, oh, so that's what you're going to say to get out of why we have bodies in the backyard. What? That it was me. I killed me? your spirit. And so then after that, you went out killing prostitutes. Sure. And there's my hoe joke. Um, Next week. No, is it next week? No, not next week. Um... The first Tuesday of September. What? Um, since you called me out, I'm going to call you out on this jacket. I know you think it's a cool jacket, oh, like an army I, jacket. I never said it was cool. It's got pocket titties. It's got pockets. It's got pockets, but they're right. Well, like they're, they're all, pocket titties. They're all wrinkled. But they look like this little is like titties. A, this is like a Vietnam uh, era kind of uh, jacket. But it looks weird because it's right on your titties. Yeah, I know. The pockets are wrinkled. I know, but the whole thing, the whole style is like, right, it's so on your titties. I know, but they're wrinkled, that's all. Not my titties, the (laughs) the pockets. (laughs) Anyways, I was going to say, the first week of September, we have a special guest coming on. (gasps) We're talking about Rita Mays, Mm -hmm. who was the angel of death. If you haven't heard about her, tune in um, the first Tuesday of September, because she was the VA nurse. Who killed a bunch of uh, VA or uh, veterans uh, staying at the VA? I think it was uh, at the old, not the old folks' home, but well, I guess essentially then, their version, like their 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 yeah, uh, their nursing home. Yeah, their nursing home. I guess the VA's nursing home, uh, or also where they stay f- to recover from like surgery, or if someone's going through like long-term cancer, things like that, right? Um, and yeah, she was the 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 famous. Uh, Angel of Death, and we're going to be talking about her uh, in the first week of September. So tune in for that. And like I said, we're going to have a special guest. Uh, so tune in for that as well. I'm excited about that. So, mm-hmm. Oh, she scares me, and I Ooh, don't like guest? her. Yeah, the, no, not <laughs> that. Yeah. Our guest scares you. The speaker. It, Do we know? Uh, can you tell who the yeah, guest it's is? Amy. Oh, okay. I knew that, but she, I just didn't yeah, know if she, it was going to be a she. Surprise. She kind of she knows a little bit. About her, and she's always wanted to come on. She's another one that loves she's awesome. murder mysteries and mm-hmm. things like that. So she's a huge Halloween. Like she's as big of a Halloween fan as us. Like, I she think loves she's maybe bigger. maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. Like but, we um, we celebrate other holidays. I think she just is like uh, Easter. No. Yeah. <laughs> after just... after Fourth of July, she starts posting Halloween stuff. Yes, already. and so, she's bitter. So she's always wanted to do one of mm-hmm. these shows with us. 
a while back we talked about this special one the specific one and she was like i really want to talk about that one that one seems super interesting and yeah. things like that and and with her husband being in the military too as well and, and a you possible know, killer um she yeah she just thought that this whole va one was super you know mm-hmm. interesting and so we're gonna sit down and have a conversation with with amy from sweet stash by the way so if you are in uh, the mood for some uh, cupcakes, mm-hmm. popsicle cakes, mm-hmm. pop cakes as they call them, whatever. I need to put in two orders. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, you better because she's getting filled too. <gasps> no way. Yeah, she said she put out a post the other day. Like the next two, three months, she's going to be so, super busy. Like she's already oh, filling no. up. Oh, I better so put them in. Put them in. Because what did you put them in for? Because I wanted something special for our Halloween. You know, we have Foxhole Fright Tales every year. Where oh, this is yeah. going to be our fourth foxhole fright tale you know that mm-hmm. oh wow yeah i know we're, we're on four Damn. even though we're only on season three the first two foxhole fright tales happened in season one because oh, we went a full year yeah oh yeah over. you're right you're right you're so we're right. on we're gonna be on our fourth foxhole Ooh, fright tales i'm gonna tales. get my order in because i oh because the last two celebrations we've had one i forgot to put my order in like completely so like the day of the party and the second one someone else did the cake um as a gift and um to some to yeah 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 um <laughs> what a mess oh stop <laughs> people tried their best it was not so we're gonna leave it well, at that I'll tell you but what, a- we're amy, excited amy, for the next one amy doesn't try her best amy does the yes. best not, not her best she does the best yeah and that's why i i asked her if she could, uh, you know, I put in, I, I didn't, I just told her, I let her know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be looking for something in, in October. So hopefully that kind of reserves well, my spot. Well, give it but to me. So let's, let's put it. Yeah, I don't think all that together. reserves your spot. Well, I mean, she I knows think, about I it. Know. She, so she's, I, I think she's awaiting. Uh, like, we'll talk more it. to her. Yes, Len, but let's, let's officially send it. Because I got to put I my do, orders I do in. want a special one for Halloween, like for our Foxhole Fright Tales. I think that would be fun. Because she likes Halloween. So that's why I figured that she would be the perfect person, not only because she makes awesome treats, cakes, all that uh, Halloween. I think she Mm -hmm. put a little bit more of her her soul into this one. Um, So I'm interested in coming up like a Fallen 360 Foxhole Fright Tales kind of theme. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that looks like, but we'll see. I'll let her decide. Mm -hmm. Um, Either way. uh, Yeah, this was a this was an interesting one. It was not as crazy. Mm hmm. I mean, besides the prostitutes getting shot in the heart. Yeah. It's not as crazy as socks in the butt, which we've seen Correct. <laughs> from others. Uh, Correct. Strangulations, cutting them Correct. up and, and, mm-hmm. and flushing body parts down the toilets. It wasn't Correct. that crazy. Uh, it was, uh, needless to say, the most normal mm-hmm. of the serial kill- veteran serial killers that we've done on this podcast. He was so, consistency. Consistency. He, was consistent. Yeah. he just killed. What was his motto? Pick up, drugs, sex, sex shoot, shoot, bury, yep. repeat. <laughs> repeat, and that's it. And that's why from now on, I'm going to just think every single person. Flowers, he's a killer. Christopher? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I'm not buying this nice guy stuff anymore. No. They're killers. All right. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I hope one of them does. The odds are, I guess, that one of our friends. <gasps> Could be a, But... Can I say this might be for another podcast, but I believe we're going to run out of topics because we will have to go to spree killers. We're not. No, no. We can talk about the past, but I think the days of that person was a serial killer for 20 years oh, eventually, is over. Right. Because 
you can't hide you now. can't get yeah and now they can catch it it's like because there's cameras everywhere yeah because if you think about it a lot of these guys here they were caught in the early 2000s and then that yeah. was kind of the end of it there's been a few I mean, since, since then, like but they're 2009, fat, they, but they're, they're yeah, but they're but they're fast. caught. Like maybe they lasted. Like the sniper, the yeah. DC snipers were, were the probably the last of the prolific serial killers, and they only lasted a year. Yeah, and then now it's gone. Like when we had, and they had our, to travel. They didn't yeah. have. They didn't have a home life. Yeah, they, they weren't married. Like like I think Correct. you. I think in order to do that, even just to get away for even just one year, you'd yeah. have to be on the road. Yeah, I think those days are over that it's like you'll have probably uh, someone will lose it and go for a week, like maybe killing people in multiple, you know, states. They'll get caught real, real quick. And and these we're over the 20 year. Like and people don't disappear the way they used to. Yeah, like. It's easier to track people. Yeah, because now. even if you're homeless, you might. I mean, homeless, homeless people, people have, have cell phones. Yeah, and so you can it's track like them you now could track better. them. Their families, like a lot of people have. Like my brother is home. Not my brother, but they'll say my brother's homeless. But you know, we keep in touch. Yeah, in touch with them. Which yeah. in the past, you could That brother would be. Off. There was no he way, right? So, off the grid. So things are changing. We're we're gonna have to, one day. We'll have to be like, we've we've done them all. Now we're on to spree killers. <laughs> That after we're in like, the military. After 30 years of doing the show, yeah. we've we've hit rock bottom. We've <laughs> we got did it no all. more killers for the fine for the finale. I just shoot you in the heart. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not trusting anyone in our circle, including you. I mean, if you're down for it. Uh, no, I'm for, not down for, for ratings. Dying. No, I don't care about it. It's 30 ratings. years from now. You'll be 90. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. You're enough. Four. Crystal, strangle me, Daddy Reedy. <gasps> I'm outside the wire, Aguire. Let's go, baby. Let's go play. Let's go play. What'd you say? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to save the penguins. <laughs> Bye. Bye.